We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes them so difficult is his is ability to, um, I guess, be calculated within the game. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Yes, we have another podcast for you and uh, joined by a good buddy, and you know him well as one of the co-hosts here on KC Sports Network and former Kansas City Chiefs and Houston Texans offensive lineman, uh, perhaps once had a chance to go to Oakland and that just was never going to happen, if anyone doesn't know that story. But Mr. Jeff Allen, man, we appreciate your time. BJ, appreciate you having me, man. All right, this is Sometimes Weekly. Uh, sports and stuff this show is an interview style show we have different guests all the time last time we did one of these it was with jason kander uh we were out at kaufman stadium talking about his new book talking a little bit about baseball as he and i play on adult senior baseball team together and i had texted jeff uh when the news came out about the chief signing carlos dunlap the 33 year old defensive end spent most of his career with cincinnati Bengals, and then spent the last what year and a half um, up in Seattle with the Seahawks and texted Jeff. And I said, Hey, what do you know about this guy? And you're like, I faced him. He's good. I think it was yeah. something very short. Like that dude can play. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, we need to get on a podcast and talk about this. And what better time than sometimes weekly sports and stuff. And real quick, we got to thank the sponsor of this show. And one of the bigger sponsors on our network here at KCSN and holiday distillery, obviously not up there today. Got way too much stuff going on to run up there. Uh, every time you get a chance to go up there, have a little bit too much fun. And it ends up uh, taking up most, most of the day. So we're doing this one remotely uh, with Jeff down there in Texas as well. But uh, appreciate everything that Holiday Distillery does for us. If you can find a liquor store that's got the new Ben Holiday bourbon, uh, you should go ahead and get that because it is flying off the shelves right now. Uh, very good release for them with their new bourbon. But uh, whether it's that, their Five Farms Irish Cream, a 360 Vodka, they've got a lot of products uh, that you will enjoy if you uh, like uh, to go out there and drink. 
uh, and have a good time. So anyway, we appreciate Holiday Distillery. All right, Jeff, texted you about Carlos Dunlap. Before we get too much into it, just what was your first reaction when you first saw the news, whether it was my text or you see it on Twitter? Uh, what was in your reaction when you heard the news about Carlos Dunlap joining the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm really excited. Um, you know, Astros particular on, on, has been an issue for us for a little bit. So I was happy to see us suggested first in the draft, but then in free agency with a veteran guy like Carlos. Um, he is who he is. We know what he brings. He's consistent. He isn't the greatest pass rusher in the league, but he's consistent. He's going to be a guy that gets you, you know, eight to 12 sacks every single year. But more importantly, he's going to get pressure on the quarterback. I think that sack number um, can kind of be daunting um, and people chase that number. But what's most important is getting to the quarterback and making that quarterback think about your presence. And he provides that for defense. Um, he also plays the run really well. Big, long guy, um, plays the run extremely well, physical, um, tough to move from the point of attack. So I'm excited to see what he does in the past game, but also the run game. Last, it was last week when the news went down, I reached out and I was talking to Brandon Thorne, who I think, you know, Brandon yeah. from trench warfare, does a lot of offensive line, defensive line work. And I was going back through some old tweets and he'd been tweeting about Carlos Dunlap. So I wanted to ask him and he brought up a really interesting point that Carlos kind of spoke about when he talked to the media today. And that was, you know, up in Seattle, he was playing about a third of the snaps. He's about 33%, which isn't unheard of for offense or for defensive linemen. Uh, those guys can rotate. Whereas the offensive line, you gotta, you gotta save up some of that energy and those guys can yeah. just go out and put everything out there. Well, Brandon was saying how effective he was playing just about a third of the snaps as a situational pass rusher. And I don't know if Carlos heard that or had heard that throughout his career. If that's a conversation that Veach and them had had you know, kind of figure out what his role in Kansas city was going to be, but he made a point during his presser to talk about, he loves playing first and second down. He likes playing the run. You just brought it up right there. Yeah. But one of those storylines for me is going to be how many snaps is this guy playing? Are they saving him? Are they rotating him and Frank out and all the different other pieces they've got? Um, but before we get into some of the, the usage and prognosticate what could happen, I want to ask you, you faced this dude before easy yeah. to look tall, strong, long, what makes him such a difficult player to go up against? And what do you think has led just to the consistency that he's had throughout his career? I mean, this dude, 10 straight seasons with at least six sacks. So yeah. he stays healthy. He plays through stuff. Everybody does who plays those kind of games, plays like that. Uh, but what stood out to you when you faced him the handful of times throughout your career? I mean, you talked about it. And you can see it physically when you, when you see the guy. He's a big dude. Um, reminds you of an avatar when you see him. He's just a big, tall, <laughs> long dude. Um, and and what, what makes him so difficult is his is ability to, um, I guess, be calculated within the game. He's a very smart player. He knows when it's a three-step shot versus a, a complete drop back. Um, he knows the situation. So he may not necessarily get to the quarterback, but he's going to affect the quarterback whether he bats the ball down. At one point, I remember he had a run where every year he was in the top five of batted passes. And when you go through the scouting report, that's one of the things that we talk about as offensive linemen is keeping his hands down. And he was probably one of the number one guys that we spoke about when we faced him. Like, hey, make sure, you know, if he's not getting to the quarterback, that you're keeping his hands down because he's, I don't know how tall he is, he's about six, seven. Um, when he raises his arms, he's nine feet. So he's like a big building in there. So um, that's definitely his length is his number one attribute, but also he's really physical and strong. So as the game goes on, he wears on guys. You're leaning on him. He's leaning on you. You're leaning on him. Um, he just finds a way you know, to physically impose his will. So you've been 
on both sides of it. You've been a young player, obviously, with veterans around you uh, in a locker room. You yeah. were drafted by the Chiefs, and then you get paid. You go to Houston, and you're one of those guys that kind of looks at it like you're one of those guys who got paid uh, yeah. and kind of set the tone for everybody else. For Carlos Dunlap, and it stood out to me just because we've seen it with Frank Clark, and it doesn't really surprise um, me, and I've said that before, but people who have been around Frank before, like he invests into the young players around him. He had always been pretty open in talking with guys. But the first day Carlos Dunlap was out on the field for the Chiefs after practice, he and Frank were both off to the side working out with George Karloftis. Some people have made the point, and I don't want to give too much credence to it, but some people made the point, well, there's a lot of people around. He's just doing that for show. Uh, How much can they really learn in that time afterwards? For me, and tell me if I'm wrong because you've been in that position, but it's just so much more about that player knowing that he's got two veteran resources that if he's got questions that they're willing to donate their time to this yes. young player to get better. What's that dynamic like for you? And how does Andy Reid set the tone for the entire locker room that that kind of uh, dynamic is, you know, is promoted that, that that's what they want from these guys. How important is yeah. that? I mean, the NFL is a brotherhood, um, especially, you know, guys in your locker room and, and in particular in your position group um, for every, every single person's had a mentor and has that, had that guy at some point in their career that gave them advice that reached back and made sure that they were getting up to speed. So when you get to that point and guys are looking to you for that, you know, that affirmation or, or that advice or something to get them over their hump, um, we feel like it's our responsibility, especially when you're an older guy. I mean, Carlos is in year 12. Um, he doesn't have much football ahead of him and he knows that, um, you can still make an impact on the field, but when you get to that point in your career, you're wanting to make impact. You want to make an impact beyond you know your years on the yeah. field. You want to reach back and make sure you know that a younger guy can get paid one day, that a younger guy can win a Super Bowl, or a younger guy can have some individual success. And, and you you take pride in that. Um, I think Andy Reid himself, that's just the type of guy he is as a coach. So it rubs mm-hmm. off on everybody, the entire coaching staff, the assistants. You know, the equipment staff, the training room, and then down to the players. He's such a selfless person, and everything's bigger than him. And for a guy to have as much success as Andy Reid has had, and he's one of the most humble human beings you'll meet, you have no choice but to be humble. Yeah, every time I've heard him refer to himself, not as a coach all the time, we call him coach, but as a teacher. Yep. Yeah. And that he's teaching, he's not just teaching his players, he's teaching his coaches how to teach his players. And mm-hmm. that's why you see all these guys getting opportunities around the league on both sides, both on the personnel and on the coaching side. Uh, they all learn, you know, from Andy Reid and that that organizational leadership. I talked about it the other day when people were watching an Andy Reid practice. And I was like, watch how much downtime there is between drills. Everybody from Alan Wright to Rick Burkholder to the the offensive quality control coaches to the the uh, fellowship, the Bill Walsh fellowship coaches who were out there. Everybody knows exactly what's about to happen, what drill is next, where they need to go, which field, what area of the field. Uh, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch. If you just think yeah. about a couple hundred people out on a field and everybody knows exactly where to go and what to do. Um, that's, it's impressive to watch, but uh, one more thing on Carlos. Cause I, I, I think he was the, a lot of people had, a lot of chiefs fans were talking about Robert Quinn. You know, yeah. and the, the connection and there was a lot of smoke around that. We don't know if they made a call. I'm sure, you know, Veach called polls and was like, hey, <laughs> like th- those conversations happen a lot. But um, how do you see him fitting into this group overall? And where do, how comfortable are you um, as somebody who obviously played, supports the Chiefs, paying attention to what's going on? Uh, how do you feel about that pass rush group as a whole right now with Karloftis, the young guy, obviously Frank, Chris, uh, the different yeah. guys that they've added? I think it's going to be a lot better this year. Um, 
Frank alone, I mean, he was up on a podium, I think, last week, and he spoke about some personal things and what he dealt with last year as a human being. A, a lot of people fail to realize that um, we're athletes, but we're human beings first. So he was dealing with some off-the-field things. Um, he was dealing with, you know, not producing and um, all types of things that he was dealing with and had to persevere through and didn't necessarily have the focus that he needed to. He admitted it. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like he's recommitted himself. Um, so he's going to be a better football player because sometimes those down years, you bounce back and have some of your best. So I'm counting on that from him. Um, I think the young guy that they brought in, I think he has some juice. I've, I've been seeing some of the one-on-ones. I love his bull rush. He has a lot of power <laughs> behind him. And I, I hate yeah. comparing him to Ryan Kerrigan, but, you know, he's a Purdue guy, defensive end. He looks like Ryan Kerrigan to me. And I think mm -hmm. he's going to produce early on just like Ryan did in his career. And then you bring in Carlos. Carlos, I think, um, I don't know, maybe he starts. But I think it's going to be a situational thing for him. Yeah. I mean, he's, in year, he's in year 12. I mean, as much as we want to be on the field at, at every single snack, when you're that old, it's a little bit different. So he's going to pick his spots and he's going to be effective in those spots and he's going to help us win some games. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I don't think as a Chiefs fan, I mean, this is a group that finished, what, dead last in the AFC last year, which is 31 sacks as a team. And you bring in a veteran who knows how to get after the passer uh, to, to kind of put some of that information yeah. into George Karloftis and kind of invest into those young players, just like we've seen from Frank. And then you've even got Leo Chanel. I mean, they drafted a yeah. rush Sam who's known to get after the quarterback uh, yeah. as a, just a piece for Steve Spagnuolo. I don't know how much we're going to see early in the season with some of the creative stuff uh, that they want to save. You know better than anybody that they yeah. don't show everything all the time. And he's going to bring some different packages. He's going to create some pressure and manipulate things with some of the blitzes that he brings. And, and I failed to mention the interior. I mean, Chris Jones is yeah. one of the best, if not the best. I mean, Aaron Donald's is the best interior rusher in the league. <laughs> he's but, at a different level. I yeah, he's at a different level. Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. <laughs> but if you're not carrying Aaron, counting Aaron Donald, Chris might be the best interior pass rusher in the league. And then you also have I, – I like Ward. I mean, he's had moments. Um, he's a smaller guy, but this guy has some juice and, and nickel packages and third-down situations where you have to get off the field. I feel like he can make things happen. He's developing. Um, we, we tend to forget about the guys that are on the roster year after year that develop and get better each year. So I think he's going to be good this year. And it's just going to make everybody better and make the jobs easier. Yeah, we saw the rep from Treshawn Wharton against Trey Smith yesterday. If you're following yeah. us at KC Sports Network on Twitter, uh, as a guy coming out of a Division II Missouri Roller or Missouri S&T, uh, whatever it is, like that 
that was impressive. And he came up and he talked to media and said, I feel like I can compete with the big boys. Uh, you love to see it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, Jeff, and I'm going to pivot and make a hard pivot right now with yeah. this conversation. Cause I wanted to talk to you about Carlos Dunlap, man, but uh, you and I just stay in communication so much about obviously you and your wife uh, started the small business with cookie society down in Texas, obviously a partner of our network and they sponsor your show. Um, but man, like we have so many conversations about running a small business and just how, you know, what the thought yeah. processes are and the stresses and all those kinds of things. Um, but for you know Chiefs fans, it's it's cool for all of us and for me to put my fan hat on um, as somebody to remove myself from being around you a little bit, just to go have a great career. You get your Super Bowl ring, and then you pivot to a different world. And now starting a small business and working your way up, and the success that you and Marissa have had running Cookie Society, just how special has it been for you? And what's been the biggest challenge for you in kind of moving? from playing in the NFL to then being a small business owner? Being a small business owner is um, one of the most difficult things that I've done in my life, but it's also one of the most rewarding. Um, I'm having a blast with my wife building this business, this cookie empire, and yeah. um, we're learning as we go. I'm obviously had a business plan. Um, we prepared as much as we needed to, but like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the fucking mouth. And that's, that's entrepreneurship yeah. um, to a T. Um, you don't know what you don't know. Um, there's, there's problems that arise. There's situations that you never would think of that come into fruition um, and into play that you have to figure out how to fix those problems. So um, thankfully, you know, both of us have athletic backgrounds and both of us were division one athletes and I play professional sports. So um, we're not afraid to work, but also we, we, we have some characteristics from those days that, um, makes you a better, you know, leader, a better business owner. It helps you, you know, helps you communicate um, with your team and, and, you know, make sure everyone's on the same page because we know what the goal is at the end of the day. It's to make sure that the business is doing well um, for the greater good of everyone involved in the organization. So um, that's been the coolest part is just uh, transitioning to this, but also using those skills from, you know, our athletic days um, to make this thing go. What do you think is the biggest uh, takeaway that you, what's the, the thing that you learned from football that you use the most in running a small business? What's that skill set, that mindset? What is it that you think helps you the most? I would say the people part um, and that, that's leadership and that's making sure that everyone on the team knows the role. Um, Knowing just like in football, you have 53 guys at the end of the day that make the team. Um, but with great leaders like Andy Reid, for instance, he's one of the greatest leaders I've ever been around. He makes that 53rd guy feel just as important as the, the number one guy, which is Patrick right now. Um, but everyone matters. Um, if you want to be a championship team, if you want to you know, get the ultimate goal, everyone's role is just as important as the most important person quote unquote. Um, so everybody means something. Everyone gets the wheels going and everyone has to play their part. Um, and it's up to the person leading that ship, which is, which is myself and my wife to make sure mm -hmm. that we're all on the right track. All right, Jeff, this is something I probably would have asked you when I was, when I was at the chiefs, but I'm going to ask you now anyway, cause maybe you could be a little more, more free with it, but I just, I see it on social media and it's cool that obviously you get drafted by the chiefs means a lot to you just in general, you go down to Houston, you come back, play a little bit, and then you 
start this small business with your wife. Yeah. And it just seems like the support from chief's kingdom. I'm biased. I'm always going to speak highly, but it's just a little bit different with this fan base and supporting former players, doing things like what you're doing with your wife. Uh, just, can you speak to what that support means to you? And if, if you were surprised yeah. at all, once it went down that you've gotten this kind of support for cookie society from chief's kingdom. Well, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, the love has always been genuine and organic. Um, it's a special place. It's a second home for us. Um, if if I didn't go to Houston that first time around in free agency, I would have ended up staying there, my family and I. But we got down here in Texas and found out the luxury of having grandparents. So we ended up staying down here in Texas So for the luxury of having them and their support. But um, outside of Texas, uh, Missouri and Kansas are the top states that we ship to. So that's not by mistake. That's that's from the support of Chiefs Kingdom. That's from just them, you know, their interest in us post-football. A lot of places, um, when you're done, you're just done. I mean, the fans forget about you. I mean, you got the, the few in, in between that remember the legends. But, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a legend. I mean, I, I played for seven years there, but I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a Hall of Fame or a Ring of Honor guy. But they treat me that way. Um, and that's, a special, that's what's so special about Kansas City. Um, if you're a chief, you're a chief forever. Um, so thank you, Chiefs Kingdom. We really appreciate the support. My wife and I, we will definitely be back there with a cookie society one day. We're trying to figure this thing out so we can have cookies 24-7 there. That's good stuff. I, I wasn't going to bring that up because it was something I have joked with you about, about putting one of those stores around here because yeah. I can't get enough of those things. But uh, Jeff, man, I appreciate the time. I uh, appreciate obviously holiday distillery for their support, but I appreciate you making uh, time to do this episode here of sometimes weekly sports and stuff. Chiefs kingdom. You can catch all the rest of the content that we've got here at KC sports network, more than 10 chief shows a week, plus KU K state Mizzou and all kinds of other shows here. So by design, trying to give something for everyone. Uh, and I love these conversations uh, and I love talking with my guy, Jeff, man. We appreciate it. BJ. I appreciate it, man. All love. Checking out Sugar Daddy. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, everybody. We will see you guys next time. See ya.